0: I remember one time there was our artistic director, I was asking him to do some motion capture because he has uh, kind of the same uh, body type as j and I was asking him to to take a bat and to beat the shit out of uh, some pillows, and <laughs> it was really funny because he was like a meter away from our game designer who looked terrified. <laughs>
1: This is Open Indie number 14. We're going to take a road trip in this episode. We're going to talk about the indie game Road 96, which has been out since August 2021. It has been developed from an indie studio in France. And I'm now going to talk to Alicia from the studio. Hello, Alicia. Hello. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, all right.
0: Uh, my name is Alicia Magistrello, and I'm working at Digix Arts as
1: a 3D animator. Road 96, as I said, like kind of a... Road movie adventure, um, very story-driven game. Do you want to maybe describe a scene, maybe your favorite scene from the game? I think one of my favorite
0: scenes is one with my favorite character, of course. (laughs) His name is Jaron. But at the start of the scene, you don't know that you're going to meet him because you're arriving at a normal motel and you're going to sleep. But then you wake up uh, in his room and he's just staring at you. And it's very creepy. He's a, well, the creepy character of the game. Most of his scenes are (laughs) horror-themed. And I think that's pretty cool. And then in this scene, you have to help him hide a body. I'm not sure how much in detail I should uh, talk about it.
1: I don't want to spoil the experience because it's kind of a surprise when you play but uh yeah I met this creepy character because um I looked into the game as well um for a short while and uh yeah I met him and I totally (laughs) made the wrong decisions (laughs) I think oh no (laughs) yes did you met him in his taxi and no I met him in his room exactly like the scene that you were describing oh yeah really he was just uh I love it so much (laughs) it was really creepy and I was like, oh, no, (laughs) now he caught me. And uh, yeah, Uh, for people who don't know this game, um, maybe you can describe a bit uh, what the story is about and how you play this game. Yeah, of course. Uh,
0: You're playing as a a random teenager in a fictional country named uh, named Petria, which is uh, a totalitarian country, and you want to flee, you want to cross the border to go outside of this country, and so you take your road trip to the border, and you're gonna meet uh, a lot of people, and uh, the decisions you take during your road trip will uh, influence the political aspect of your country, but also the personal aspect of the character you meet.
1: The gameplay is just about, like, making decisions and stuff like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a narrative game, so you're just walking and talking to people. But there's also some uh, mini-games that you play. Like, in each sequence, there's at least uh, a mini-game that you play, so it's uh, very diverse.
1: My experience was, like, I really like this game, I must say, like, the the atmosphere and um, also the music. You've got these electronic beats, but also some guitar sounds and uh, always fits the setting, I think. Also, the stories are very interesting and the characters you meet. I really had the feeling that you can really choose your own adventure. It reminded me also a lot uh, of Life is Strange, the first one, not the second. Definitely not the second. And uh, the early Walking Dead uh, Telltale games. Uh, Were these games maybe an inspiration? Yeah, those were a main inspiration, actually.
0: And also, uh, Firewatch for the style, the graphic style of the game.
1: With what other games you think can Road ninety six be compared to?
0: I'm not sure, but one thing I like to compare Road ninety six to is uh, a choose your own adventure book, because that's pretty much how the game works. Like, uh, well, you have a sequence you start with, and then uh, based on which decision you leave this sequence, it's gonna send you another sequence. Pretty much like a. Choose Your Own Adventure Book. And also, I can say that uh, we have a prequel book, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure Book. And it takes place 10 years before the game. So if you like the story of the game, you probably would like the, the book. That's pretty cool. I, I read it on, uh, as an ebook, and it was uh, really great. I loved it. How is it called? I think it's uh, probably Road 96 prequel.
1: Something like that. What do you think what players will enjoy Road 96? Obviously, people who like
0: narrative game, like Life is Strange, would probably like it. If you don't like politics in a game, maybe don't play it. (laughs) Because it is really uh, politically based. Because, well, you're in a totalitarian country. There are elections coming up and it's uh,
1: a tense political climate. So if you don't like politics, don't play it. (laughs) It seems like the US election and uh, there's also a candidate which reminded me a lot of Trump. There are teens who are running away because of that. Why did you choose that setting?
0: Well, the the fictional country does look a lot like... The U.S.
1: because it has uh, well the
0: U.S. has a fantasy of war trips like big open roads and uh, desert all around. But actually, the context politic is uh, supposed to be a mashup of a lot of countries, So it's not only the U.S. It's also uh, well uh, Russia, country on the east side of Europe. It, it's supposed to be everything. It's not uh, only the U.S. Even if I know that the country looks a lot like the U.S. But the starting idea was that uh, it's just like the prime example of a totalitarian country. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> sure, sure, it
1: does. <laughs> so you didn't, um, yeah, choose a particular country. It's supposed to be uh, fictional. Yeah, it's not supposed to be the U.S. Why, like, the similarities to Trump election?
0: I don't think it was done on purpose. Like the color code, like red and blue, is more because, uh, well, there are two opposing colors. And usually you associate the red with something bad and the blue with something good. The actual president of our fictional country is more a caricature of a Soviet dictator, actually, than it was Trump. Was there a reason why you chose,
1: like, make it a little more political? Well, it was not the idea at
0: first. At first, it was the, the goal of your character was to go to a festival like a Burning Man or something like that. But then the more we advanced in the production, the more we felt that it was lacking depth and that we need some more danger maybe, or something a little more serious than just going to a festival. But we like to, to do some seriousness as well as some silliness. Like you will see if you play the game that uh, there are really serious moments, but also really fun ones. It's not the the political aspect does not uh, represent all of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I remember those bikers I was with in the beginning of the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're really crazy. Yeah, they are. I think it's a strong point of the game.
0: Whatever taste in game you have, you will find yourself in it because it's really diverse in terms of uh, of mood and situations.
1: As I said, Road96 is out since August 2021. What player feedback are you getting so far?
0: Well, a lot of people are really enjoying it. And it's really great to see uh, the feedback that we saw on Steam or on our Discord server. It's fantastic. I love seeing people enjoying something I made. So, so that's nice. And, well, I think the thing that people may dislike is, as I said, it may be too political. But that's kind of what we wanted. So, Yeah. <laughs> They they like that, that it's political? Depends on the players, but uh, some people were not, uh, did not think it was like that when they bought the game, I think. So that's maybe why they disliked it. But most of the reviews we have are positive, so that's nice.
1: Yeah, I also was surprised, to be honest, that it's political, like going in that direction.
0: Yeah, when you see the, like, the colors and the style of the game, maybe you do not expect that.
1: So most player feedback you're getting, they're positive, right?
0: Yep. And that's nice because uh, when you're on Steam and you have positive reviews, while Steam puts you more on the front page, for example, or recommend you more than if you have
1: negative reviews. So it's really important for us. The game is fully released, but are there still things you're working on? I cannot say much, unfortunately. But yeah, if there are some bugs,
0: we still work on it to fix them. But mostly everything is done by now. You're not
1: planning to release any new content or stuff like that?
0: I'm sorry, I cannot say. We're working on some stuff, but I uh, cannot say uh, what. Ah, okay. You are planning something Not specifically for 196, but uh, if you like this game, what we're gonna
1: do next, you'll probably also like. Aha, okay. <laughs> That's a good teaser. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alicia, you are a um, 3D animator, uh, right? Yep, right. What parts of Road 96 did you animate or did you animate everything?
0: I did not animate everything. I was not alone. But uh, every time we see a character doing something, I probably worked on it at some point as a production because I was the first animator and the last. So, so yeah, I worked on every character. And sometimes I did also the motion capture for some of them. So if you see Alex walking in a diner, that, that's me. That's me walking <laughs>
1: Ah, okay, so you were, you were the model, kind of? Yeah, since we don't have
0: that much of a budget for actors, <laughs> I was also doing uh, the motion capture. Like, we have uh, a suit that you put on with a gyroscopic capture. It captures data that, after I use, put on a character. Well, since I'm also one of the only girls, I had to do a lot of motion capture for the girls, like Sonia and Zoe. That's, uh,
1: that's also me. <laughs> it's really fun to do, I have to say. Did you have like, or do you have like acting experience before that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, certainly not. But uh, doing it again and again, you you understand what you have and what you don't have to do. Like, uh, I think the most error we did at first was uh, overplaying stuff and doing big movements when actually it's not needed that much. Like, it does not feel natural, you know?
1: Yeah, so you, I don't know, became more authentic maybe?
0: Yeah, maybe, I think.
1: Yeah, I heard that uh, if you're playing in a theater, you have to do like some big movements. So people in the back row will also know what you're trying to say. I think we
0: also had to to think more in uh, which context animation would be used. Like if you're really close to a character, you don't want to make big movements. But if you're seeing the character from very far, like in theater, well...
1: There you have to make big moves or you don't see anything. How many times do they have to repeat uh, the, a scene maybe? I'm not sure I could say. I
0: think we did not really much repeat. Like we were capturing constantly <laughs> so that at least one of them would be good.
1: So you were actually an animator but you had to also play... Uh, like, you have to also be an actress for the game. Yeah,
0: when you work in a small indie studio, you have to do a lot of things that are not specifically your your job. So that's cool, because I love to do a lot of things, different things. And you learn so much. That's uh, very nice. Plus, it's really funny doing it uh, in the studio. Like, sometimes you have to pretend being shot and dying on the ground.
1: <laughs> it's really funny. Is there a making-off video about that?
0: Yeah, actually. I think you have... Um, two episodes of Making-of maybe on YouTube and then you can also... There's a 52-minute documentary on the Making-of of of all the game that is uh, available as a DLC
1: on Steam. While you were animating these characters, how did you come up with that style? That style? Uh, An animation, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you get your ideas while animating?
0: Well, I think our characters are pretty much cliché. So it's kinda obvious how they should move, like Sonia, for example, she's a a diva working with uh, big heels. Like, obviously she's gonna walk like uh, maybe a doll or like... uh, I'm not sure how to say, but uh, I think it's something a little weird also. Like, at first, maybe not everyone had the same uh, opinion of the characters uh, and how the characters should act and move, like uh, for Alex, for example. At first, some people were thinking, no, he's gonna be shy and uh, he's not talking too much. And other were like, no, he's uh, very sure of himself and outgoing. And that's where we had to try something different in animation, like doing both of the opinion and see what was working best with the character and the model. But it was easier once the, the voice were recorded, I think. Like that's where the character were. Became
1: really alive for me at least. You tried to put all the opinions um, into your art style?
0: Yeah, I think it was trying a lot of different things, iterating on uh, different things also. Like you put version one and then version two and you compare and you're like, hmm, I think this one's working better. Like, obviously, you know, you're not gonna nail it the first time, so... The voice acting, is that also something you did? No, I did not do a voice acting. We had a real voice actor for that, <laughs> fortunately. Could you imagine every character with a French accent?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be great, It would be fun. <laughs> uh, how did you become an animator? Uh, I did uh, three-year
0: courses. After high school, that was uh, not specifically animation, but like game art. Like you learn how to do a, a 3D model, some texture, how to animate, stuff like that. And after this, I was, well, really enjoying animating more. Because I was also enjoying animating in 2D. And I think that's, uh, that's when I decided that I want to be an animator. And uh, then you immediately joined DigixArt? Art. Uh, yeah, I did a six months internship, and then I was hired. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But I have to say, uh, I learned more being employed at DigixArt Arts than uh, like in my school years. Like nothing's from you more than uh, than really doing the job. What would you say is the job like? Well, I cannot say for that the same for everybody, because I think each one has a unique experience. And I work only at Digix Arts so I can only talk about my experience here. But uh, well, the reason I like it, as I said, is that I get to do a lot of things. Like, I'm not only doing animation. I'm doing uh, also the setup and the facial controller and stuff. And well, yeah, I think I like doing a lot of different things. But specifically in animation, I think you kind of give a soul to the character. <laughs> like when you see them move, It's like you are a puppeter with your puppets. And I think I really enjoy seeing them coming alive.
1: Even though you haven't been that long in the games industry, is there still a moment where you say, oh, that's something I will always remember?
0: Well, I think I will always remember 196 as being my first game because it was a really big experience for a first game. And it went really well with the team. And more specifically, I think, uh, well, the motion capture, as I said, There are very epic moments. (laughs) Not specifically me doing it, but uh, I remember one time there was our artistic director. I was asking him to do some motion capture because he has uh, kind of the same uh, body type as J-Rod. And I was asking him to to take a bat and to beat the shit out of uh, some pillows. (laughs) It was really funny because he was like a meter away from our game designer who looked terrified.
1: Yeah, I really have to look into this making of uh, video.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure we have a video of this part specifically, but uh, I-, I love this job because it's always
1: full of surprise. Like you never know what you're going to do. So when did you join Digixart? Because they were founded um 2015. Yes. Um, ha- have you been around since that year also? No, no, I was... Uh finishing high
0: school at this point so yeah I was here only for World 96 I did not work on the uh, project before that.
1: Uh, Do you still know how the studio was founded?
0: Yeah it was uh, well Yuan he was working at uh, Ubisoft but uh, he was tired of all the hierarchy that's uh, in the how to say he wanted to have his freedom of creating everything that he wanted like when you're at Ubisoft, you have to be approved by your superior and ask them everything, so you you're not free to do as you want. And he wanted to do whatever he wanted, so he left. And uh, with Anlor, his wife, he created Digixart.
1: Yeah, they've made like uh, with Road 96 then three games in total. Uh, in total, like um, in 2016, Lost in Harmony. This rhythm game made for uh, mobile first and uh, 2018 1111 memories retold adventure game set in uh, World War one with a really special art style I think Uh, like everything looks like an oil painting do you like that kind of style I think that's a good idea but uh, I'm not a fan of the realization like the finished
0: product is uh, uh, a little blurry unfortunately and playing it too long kind of give me a headache. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but the idea was really good, I think.
1: Also, for me, these are very different games, I think. Like this mobile game, um, then World War I setting and Road 96. Um, or th- do you see some similarities between these games?
0: Well, I think the similarities is still the narrative component. Like in uh, Lost in Harmony, you have this story about... Kaido, that's losing his friend Aya because she's dying of cancer, and he texts her with his phone. And even if it's a rhythm game, you have the the story part that's most important. And for Eleven Eleven, it's the same. It's uh, more of the story that it tell that uh, the gameplay that's important.
1: Also, yeah, Lost in Harmony, the very first game, was, as I said, for mobile only at first. Do you have any experience developing for mobile games? Uh, personally, no.
0: <laughs> and also, since I'm uh, an animator, it does not really impact my work. Like, if we were to do uh, doesn't really matter. I think, yeah, it could have some uh, more constraints if you were on mobile, because it's obviously less powerful than, uh, than a PC. But that's not... Uh, not much my problem.
1: Okay. So, from the animation, that um, doesn't matter for which platform um, you animate uh, characters and places. Yeah, I think my job still stays the same. It's just that you're doing.
0: Stuff less complicated for mobile, because well, it has to to run on
1: a mobile. So I also checked your website, and um, mm-hmm. I saw there photos of your team, which is pretty nice, uh, and saw <laughs> pictures of your games. And there was also a photo showing a beach. <laughs> <laughs> a beach with the team on it, or just the beach? Not just a beach. <laughs> <laughs> You work at the beach <laughs> or on the beach? No, no, no. <laughs> but when we released the game,
0: we did a party at the beach for ah. well to celebrate. But I I don't know why there's a picture on <laughs> of the beach on the <laughs> website. I'm gonna say,
1: <laughs> but we we're not so far away from the beach, like twenty minutes in car. Oh, nice! I've also read that. Uh, The development of Road 96 that happened uh, not only during the pandemic, but also uh, when you were in between publishers. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, sure. It was really a challenging development because at one point we kind of had a prototype. Like we had the game, but the game was kind of ugly because we did not have artists (laughs) and we were running out of money. They were like, oh, well, what are we going to do now? And that's when uh, HP came into the picture. And thanks to them, we could finish the game. Because uh, they, they gave us some money. <laughs> and some computer, Really nice computers, I have to say. Thank okay. you, HP. <laughs> <laughs> the publisher you have right now, then? Uh, no, it was just for 196, I think. And now JGX have has been bought by Koch Media. So now we won't have any more trouble with money, fortunately.
1: Since August, you're now fully part of that uh, German publisher Koch Media, right? Yeah. What has changed for you since uh, Koch Media came along? Well, for me personally, not much,
0: I have to say. Well, we had to switch from Slack to Teams, which is our chat for chatting between colleagues. Does not change much. Well actually I think this is really nice because we still have our freedom to create whatever we want, which is a point that Johan was really insistent on. <laughs> that was his priority. And I think it changed mostly for, for him and Anlaw Since uh, they are our bosses, it's them that do all the, the meeting with cash Media and stuff. But the
1: team stayed pretty much the same. Well, less the, the fear of running out of money. <laughs> Do you then still see yourself um, altogether as an indie studio now being part of Koch Media? I, uh, we did not see much of Koch Media,
0: but we still feel part of it, even if we still keep our identity. But maybe it will change in the future, because being part of this uh, this structure still uh, allows us to have more partners. So that's really nice. And maybe we'll work with them, like, you know, to do, for example, some uh, merchandising, use maybe a motion capture studio,
1: some stuff like that. For now, it's still uh, very recent, so I'm not sure I can uh, really talk about it. We also talked to the French indie developer Enodo Games um, in episode number 11, and the game producer there, uh, Raphael, he said that France is the second best place in the world for indie studios because they have some great programs. What do you think? Well, I
0: think it's true. Well, I am not. I don't know about being the second greatest place. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, for me, I think it's a pretty great place because, for example, we have the CNC, which usually is more for the movies and stuff. But it also gives money to video game studio. And uh, specifically in our region, which is uh, Occitanie, we have some funds to well, fund your game when you're doing it and I think it can go up to 30 percent of your production, which is a lot so yeah I think that's why there are so many game studios in Montpellier and there are many there are many uh, indie studio is uh, art also getting any funding yeah for 196 well, the CNC helped us, the region helped us. I don't think we could have done this project without them.
1: But now with uh, Koch Media, you probably don't need that anymore with uh, with uh, the publisher now.
0: I don't know, actually. I don't know. Because sometimes uh, the region still wants to give money because, uh, well, it's uh, culturally part of the region. So they like to have their, their logo on the splash screen and stuff. So I don't know if uh, for the next game we'll have it or not. <laughs> we'll see, I guess.
1: As an indie developer, is there uh, is something you wish for? Like something you need? You need? I don't think I need anything.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I am happy, actually. I I enjoy uh, working in a little team, actually. Like, if I wanted to go work on AAA, well, I would go, (laughs) like Ubisoft and stuff, but uh, that's not what I enjoy. Like, personally, I would never have the chance on working on the main characters. If I was in a really big society, you know, I think I have more opportunities here and more responsibility
1: also. <laughs> if uh, like a A studio would want you, you would go?
0: No, I uh, was saying if I wanted to go work on a
1: A, well, I would, but I don't want. So I won't. Is there something you want to tell other indie developers? Like you've got any advice? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, do not
0: put uh, restraint on yourself. Like, be crazy and do whatever.
1: That's what we did with our game. We did crazy stuff and people seem to like it, so yeah. You also got any advice for people who want to be 3D animators like you?
0: Well, if you want to work on game animation, do game. <laughs> really, because there is a lot of animators who are studying, studying only for TV series and movies but not that much for game actually. Like most of the people we interview to well, work with me in animation they have not even done one game before. Like even you know some game jams or stuff like that. And when there's a Unreal Engine and Unity that are free to use, well
1: use them, try some stuff. If you want to work in games. Your advice is to also try out some stuff at home, maybe like because you've got these uh, free tools available, right?
0: Yeah, there's so much stuff online to to learn and to try
1: out that are free. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like so many open source programs and yeah, they're pretty good as well. Yeah. (laughs) Just to sum up, um, Road 96 is out. uh, And uh, since August 2021, um, would you say you're satisfied with the game?
0: Yeah, yeah, I am. I think I am. I would uh, have loved to do even better. (laughs) But sometimes you gotta gotta step down and be like, yeah, okay, it's done. Yeah,
1: at some point you need to finish it, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you need to send it out to the players.
1: Alicia, thank you very much. That's it. Well, thank you.